Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, Lord Christ. Amen. I think I want to be Bartimaeus when I grow up. I'm not completely sure I want to be Bartimaeus because actually being Bartimaeus feels relatively terrifying. But I do know that I want to have the energy of Bartimaeus' story and his response to Jesus Christ in me, in my life. In order to see how extraordinary Bartimaeus was, we have to compare his story to the last two stories that we've heard these past two weeks. Whereas today we have a story about a guy who gets it, the past two Gospels have been about some guys who didn't really get it that much at all. Two weeks ago, the rich man approached Jesus with enthusiasm and good intentions. But in the end, he was too attached to his wealth and his earthly identity to follow through on his desire to follow Jesus. This story left me a little disappointed and uneasy. I didn't have to dig too deep to see myself in that rich man. Last week, James and John, all wrapped up in the possibility of Jesus' coming days of glory, asked if they could be his two most important followers. They also came with enthusiasm, and maybe even good intentions. But they didn't realize that they were asking the wrong question and thinking the wrong way about who Jesus was and what he could offer them. This story left me wondering where I might be missing the mark in my approach to Jesus, where I might be aiming more for status and less for love. But this week, Bartimaeus' story leaves me thinking, yes, that, that is what we are called to. Maybe it's the fact that he was a blind beggar in a decidedly inaccessible world with nothing left to lose that gave him the chutzpah to throw caution to the wind and literally throw himself at Jesus. 
Whereas the rich man could not loosen his death grip on his possessions, Bartimaeus threw his only possession, his cape, off as he leaped toward Jesus. Whereas James and John responded to the question of what do you want me to do for you with a misguided and self-important request, Bartimaeus answered the exact same question, what do you want me to do for you, with a request for healing, wholeness, and sight. His response indicated that he already had great spiritual sight. He saw who Jesus was and what he could do. He saw him as the son of David. He's the first person to have named Jesus as the son of David, the Messiah that the Jewish world had been waiting for. And in seeing, his faith was stronger than that of a rich man or two disciples. For me, the magic in this story is less in the miracle of Jesus giving a man his physical sight back and more in the miracle of Bartimaeus' spiritual sight preceding the physical healing. I want that. I want to see Jesus so clearly that I respond by leaping toward him away from any material attachment I may have, away from the myth of self-sufficiency and the blindness of material comfort. About a year ago, I met a Bartimaeus. I was walking down Tremont Street in Boston with my clergy collar on, and a homeless man sitting on the sidewalk with a cardboard sign requesting work opportunities caught my eye. He held my gaze and wouldn't let me look away. I realized I also couldn't walk away. It would have felt rude even if my attire did not give me away as a Christian and a priest. But with my clergy collar on, I felt I had no option but to somehow respond. So with some internal begrudgery, I said hi, and he invited me to sit. We talked for a while, and he told me that he prayed all the time for work, for a sense of usefulness in the world for the ability to return to a construction project, even though he could no longer afford to be an insured builder. At some point, he took out a little memo pad and opened it up to a handwritten prayer that he had been carrying around. The prayer went like this. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I write you this letter asking you to help me change my daily life to become much better than what it is now. I've worked before, and I want to work again, please, and rent an apartment and never screw it up, sir. Thanks. Love, Alberto. Tearing the page out, he pushed it into my hand and asked me to bring it back here to my church and pray for him. And I wonder now what kind of faith must we have to entrust our deepest prayers into the hand of a stranger? How does our sense of financial or material security or our pride or our blindness to Christ keep us from that kind of leap of faith? 
I have never asked a stranger to pray for me. And yet I know that spiritually I am every bit as in need as Alberto or Bartimaeus or anybody who has ever asked me to pray for them. If Jesus is asking us, each of us, each morning as we rise, what is it that you want me to do for you? I don't know that I have a ready answer. Which to me says that in my day-to-day life, I am blind to my real need for Christ and blind to what Christ is capable of in my life. What would it be like to have a request for healing and wholeness on my lips, ready for the moment that I perceive myself to be in Christ's presence? I think it would be an extraordinary way to live out my faith. This is why I want to be Bartimaeus when I grow up. And not necessarily the Bartimaeus at the end of today's story with his eyesight restored. I want to start as the Bartimaeus whose faith made him yell for Christ. Didn't allow him to be silenced by the crowd of people who were annoyed by him. Caused him to throw off his cloak as he leapt toward Jesus. And caused him to ask quite plainly for what he needed, the ability to see again. So ironic, since he was the one in this collection of stories whose eyesight internally was better than anybody else's. I want to be him. I want to know how to ask Jesus to make me more and more into who I was created to be in this world. And maybe you want that too. So here's what I think Bartimaeus' example invites us to. As we navigate this life, this life that is full of overwhelm, grief, shortcomings, passion, relationships, love, suffering, confusion, resource management, needs and wants, community, calling, work, school, family, church, schedules, clutter, decisions, illness, wellness, doubt, and hope. As we navigate this full life and the many moments that come our way and require something of us, let us have the courage to call out to Christ for healing, clarity, and sight. Let us hear the voices in the crowd assuring us, take heart, get up, he is calling you. Let us throw off whatever holds us back. Let us approach the one who loves us. Let us hear his words. What is it that you want me to do for you? And let us boldly speak our needs, confident that we will be forever changed. Amen.